Hey guys, Rick here with a special episode today about what I think could be the future of fantasy sports and its stock market DFS, the ability to buy athletes, golfers, uh, before the start of an NFL game, an NBA game, a golf tournament, and also trade them in real time for real money. Yes, that's right. You heard me right. It's it's incredible. Um, you know, this is a concept that uh, many have tried, but there is an app out now for both iPhone and Android that I think is executing this really well, and it's called Jock Market. Uh, Dave Eisman, the co-founder of Jock Market, joins me in this episode to not only talk through uh, the concept, the strategy, uh, and then also the future of where this could go. Uh, I think it's a big money-making opportunity, especially if you want to get involved uh, early right now. And Dave was uh, gracious enough and generous enough to provide me with a promo code. So if you sign up for Jock Market and use the code RICK10 and deposit, they will give you an additional $10 in your account to play with. So you can uh, try it out for even more. Uh, But let's not waste any more time. Let's get into this conversation about the future of fantasy sports, stock market DFS and Jock Market. All right, let me welcome in Dave Eisman, co-founder of Jock Market. Dave, this conversation, my friend, is a long time coming. I'm absolutely stoked to kind of pick your brain a little bit about Jock Market and see what's going on. This has been so much fun for uh, not only myself, but I know so many people in the community. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Rick. Really excited. So you are co-founder of this uh, stock market DFS app uh, company, I guess uh, is a better way to phrase it. And this, first of all, the concept just blows my, blows my mind, right? I mean, I feel like uh, the idea of being able to buy and sell uh, athletes, whether they're golfers or NBA players or NFL players, uh, not only uh, you know before the game starts, but during the game. Um, I remember when I first got my mitts on this and I was like, oh my God, like this is, this is different than anything I've ever seen before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's been, it's been really exciting. I think it's something that, um, you know, when DraftKings FanDuel came out, you know, eight plus years ago, however long it's been, uh, obviously changed from like season long into daily, you know, made a big shift into there and, um, you know, really haven't really seen any big innovations, you know, sort of changing one now that, you know, while the games are happening, be able to take advantage of, uh, of that and you know and and really you know apply your knowledge and what you're seeing in the screen uh in the games to uh you know take advantage of that well i think that's kind of the natural progression right and we're seeing this from sports betting as well is like okay you know you can bet the game uh the result of the game and then you can bet maybe like a quarter or a half or something like that and we're we're already starting to see this you know golf's my world so we're already starting to see you know, you're going to be able to say, does Tiger Woods make a par or a birdie on this hole? And, and, and just the, the things that you can wager on or the things that you can invest in or whatever, uh, the time frame's getting smaller, you know, data is getting quicker. Uh, everything's all these apps are getting more efficient. So it feels like you guys are just kind of venturing into, you know, not uncharted territory, but almost where you're buying and selling these stocks in game. That feels like the natural progression of the industry that we have that we have going here. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think the live betting um, is certainly growing considerably. It's huge in Europe already. Um, it's growing in the U.S. a lot, too. And, you know, Jock Market sort of like a medium for people who maybe have played fantasy sports but haven't been betting a lot in the past. So, you know, sort of in a, a format they more understand where uh, it's based on the fantasy points, um, you know, in real time. Yeah, that that's the that's the difference that I think um, it took me probably a, a week or two to really wrap my head around it, you know, coming from the more traditional daily fantasy sites and moving over to jock market and you have these, you know, these different 
segments, I guess, you know, IPO to me, IPO, when the pricing comes out and um, I mean, you can probably describe this better than I can, but that's when everybody can put their bids in on these athletes. And, you know, for a, a golf tournament, let's just say IPO ends, you know, Wednesday night at 9 PM before the, before the tournament starts. And that's where everybody puts their bids in, right? That's where I'm trying to buy low. I'm trying to get as many shares of golfers as possible. And then those share, shares are distributed uh, at the end of IPO. And then we get into like the, the live, the live uh, trading, right? Yeah. And, and the really exciting part about, about that is um, so each, each player has a guaranteed payout or each rank has a guaranteed payout at the end yes. of the turn. I want to talk about that more in depth in a second, but go ahead. <laughs> right. So, so let, you know, quick example, 10th place pays out, let's say $12 per share. So coming into the tournament in the IPO, you say, okay, I like Justin Thomas this week. He's definitely going to finish in the top 10. So I'm willing to pay, you know, whatever it is, 12 bucks per share or more. So you can target your guys. You have your guys you like based on, you know, using the Rick Run Good tools and whatever other research you have. And you say, all right, these are my 10 guys I'm targeting this week. Um, and, you know, you put in your bids what you think they're worth. But the cool thing is that last hour, two hours of the IPO process, you're seeing, hey, you know, I, I really don't like Bryson this week, but for five bucks, maybe it's worth a flyer, right? Right. Every guy, you know, there's a price you should be willing to pay for every golfer or every athlete in there. Um, and the live pricing really makes it dynamic and you can, you know, base it off what, what the market is telling you. I, you could not have so like there are guys that I hate for the week, but I see that they're like four dollars, and I'm like, I don't hate them that much, Dave. Like you, you know what I mean? There's there's a price out there for me. You, you know, you mentioned the guaranteed payouts, and this is the kind of the thing that um, I noticed it a lot in uh, when I was playing NBA during the playoffs and during the NBA finals. Is you know you're getting shares of say LeBron James at whatever it is eighteen dollars, and but those guaranteed payouts, whether, you know, first is a $25 share payout. Second is, I think it's 20, right? Am I on track there? Okay. Yeah. So it's $20. So, so now you're really getting into the strategy of, okay, is LeBron going to be one of the top two scorers in this game? Because I'm paying $18. So the guaranteed payout thing, it, it really, first of all, not only means that, um, there is a lot of money up for grabs, but it also introduces another level of strategy that I don't know if I was ready for when I first started doing this. And I really had to retrain my brain a little bit. Right. So a couple of things. So one is um, the cool thing about jock market as compared to other sites where let's say LeBron, you get him for 18 bucks and he has a bad game and he finishes and his, his final payout is 10. Like, yes, you lost eight, $8 a share, but you didn't go to zero. You didn't like completely brick your whole night just because one player didn't perform for you. Um, so that, that, that's one aspect of it. Um, and then also you got to think about like your expected value, right? Like in a, for the NBA finals, LeBron's probably going to finish, you know, Anthony Davis might beat him. Right. One guy in the heat might beat him, but he's, he's going to be in the top three or four at the very worst. Um, so just kind of thinking about that, like, yeah, there's a 75% chance it makes me money. And what does that mean? Um, versus, you know, taking a flyer and a lower guy that might cost $3. There's a decent chance he'll go for one. But let's say there's a 10% chance he bumps up to like 15 bucks and you 5x your money and just sort of factoring all those things in um, and also your risk tolerance, right? Like, you know, are you willing to take a, a $1 payout at the end uh, knowing that there was a percentage chance that you would actually, you know, 3x, 5x, 10x your money? So that that's kind of where I've been with golf recently is, uh, you know, there's there's so many players in the field and golf is such a volatile sport. And every single week, you know, somebody that nobody was expecting to play well is going to finish in the top 10. It increases their payout in a significant way. But I do like the fact that, yeah, I'm not going. So if I buy, you know, let's just for the sake of round numbers, uh, buy Cameron Percy at two dollars and I buy 10 shares of him and he ends up going down to one dollar. I've only lost ten dollars on him. 
him, right? Like it's not right. that big. Uh, like you're right. There's there's not this like oh man, I whiffed every single one of my lineups and I'm returning zero dollars like you would on many other fantasy sites. Yeah, no, exactly. And and uh, someone pointed this out last week, but if you get even the lowest ranked golfers, like I think Michael Kim, he probably has made a cut in. in uh, however, anyway. however long you want to go back, he has not made yeah. a cut. <laughs> so, so that might be a bad example, but another guy who's going to IPO for in, in, in golf for a dollar fifty, a dollar seventy five. If they make the cut, they're basically doubling your money on that, or, or very close to it. So if they all they do is finish fiftieth place, which really isn't ask. I mean, for for certain people, it might be a lot, but. <laughs> Uh, for certain golfers, if you happen to like, hey, like, you know, he played well this course two years ago, it might be worth a flyer on, on this, like, no-name golfer who I would never consider in any other format. I wouldn't consider betting on him. But, you know, because there's this range of values and it's not it's not binary, it's not win or lose, um, you know, it's just something to factor into your uh, your portfolio. Yeah. How how did this whole idea come together? Like, how long have you guys been doing this? I mean, I know that you and I have connected in the last couple of months and I can just just from what I can tell, you know, whether it's uh, people tweeting at me how much they're playing, it seems to be taking off. But like what what is how big's the team over there? Like what's going on? Yeah, so we, we launched back in June. Uh, we were play, playing okay. to launch um, in March or April for the Masters this year. Obviously, that got pushed back by a couple of months. Um, but we've been, it's been in development for a couple of years, um, through a couple of iterations of, of ideas and, and like the app versions and things. But yeah, we launched back in June. Uh, our team is six people right now. Um, so we have four engineers who are awesome, really great team. Um, and then Tyler, my co-founder, um, as well. It was his idea originally, actually. Um, so yeah, just six of us, uh, we're all remote now, obviously, but, uh, based out of Boston, just trying to grind it out and, um, you know, make a, a fun game that, that people seem to like and, uh, it's a complicated process because we're not only the front end, like Robinhood type trading platform, right. but we're also matching the buyers and sellers in real time on the back end. So it's like we're Robinhood, but we're also like the NASDAQ. So um, it ends up being um, obviously it's a fairly complicated uh, process, but uh, but, it, it, you know, it's going pretty well so far. So I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, when you're when you're trying to take something that is so I, I, I don't know, I have so many thoughts about this where. You have something that is as, as established for people as the stock market, right? People kind of understand stocks and whether it's mutual funds or whatever they have. Uh, and then you're trying to take this, what is still really a, a very young industry in daily fantasy sports, right? I mean, even the DraftKings and the FanDuel's of the world are what, seven, eight years old, something like that, much, much younger. And you're trying to combine it. Like, I mean, uh, this is an idea that I think many people have have had, like this stock market fantasy or stock market sports but they've all been executed pretty poorly, if I can say that. And, yeah. and, and this feels different, right? I mean, you mentioned Robinhood. Like I, I have the Robinhood app. That's where I buy stocks and I mess around and I keep an eye on things. It feels very much like that. Is that I, I assume that's the goal is to find, uh, you know, the path of least resistance, a user-friendly experience, and then also being able to incorporate this brand new sporting concept for people. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I think that, um, to your point about the older iterations, other iterations that have happened, obviously there's been some very talented people, big names behind them that haven't worked out for various reasons. I think one of the big things for now is that, you know, if they were even four plus years ago, like having the experience on mobile is really a game changer where you can sit in front of your TV and trade. Whereas like, I don't know, you know, you might have your laptop in your living room, whatever, but you don't have like a trading station like some of those other apps may have needed. Right. Um, the other thing is we have a, a guaranteed payout at the end of the tournament, at the end of the night, the end of the week, whatever it is. So there's a tangible value. You're not trading baseball cards. You're not trading whatever, where you just need someone willing to pay more than you. 
because uh, we, we are guaranteeing the payout at the end. So I think those two things make things make our iteration, um, you know, set up to succeed much better. There are other things about the gameplay and the other intricacies of the game that I think have made it very sustainable and, and that people seem to enjoy. So um, I think all those pieces factor in. Uh, but yes, the Robin Hood thing is, uh, you know, we get that we get that comparison a lot. That certainly they have a, an amazing platform, obviously, that they're able to, you know, it, you know, sort of gamify stock trading where it's like, right. I don't I don't know anything about stock trading. So I can go through and, um, you know, I understand this. I click a button and, and my trade is, is filled. Right. So we're, we're trying to get, you know, more and more like them because um, they've obviously figured something out. So, um, yeah. Are you are you finding it difficult or challenging um, to basically educate people? Right. I mean, you're I think this is so unique and so interesting that there is a built in education process into this. Um, and I and I see it a lot, too. I mean, I, the tweets that I get or the messages that I get where they're like, hey, how you know, should I be taking advantage of IPO? Like, when should I be selling? Like, how, what is this bid versus ask price? Like, you know, this this because it is so innovative, there's obviously a built in level of education that needs to happen for the user base. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'd say since we launched, that's probably been uh, the number one thing we've been focused on is just how do we craft the explanation so that um, people will get it. You know, you have to in, in within the first like 10 seconds, give them enough information where, hey, I get the concept of the game. I know obviously I'm not going to get all the details, but like it's interesting and now I want to learn more. Um, and then also giving them something in a, a one minute video, a three minute video or, yeah. or a, a blog post that they'd rather read in a way that's going to get enough information to them to get started and then have them sort of figure it on their own. Um, I think you, you've been, you've been absolutely unbelievably helpful <laughs> at where yeah, being another like a support desk person for us as people ask you on Twitter um, and, and just having people who like you're a trusted name, right? People come to your site because they, they trust what you say about fantasy and betting and golf. And now you're saying, okay, I, I'm willing to listen to Rick for five minutes, talk about this because like, I trust he's, He's done that. So that's, that's been a, a big, uh, big help for us as well. But I can't tell you how many times I wrote and rewrote our like getting started or how to play pages just based on feedback and everything. So, uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, and 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 it and it gets me amped up to it. And, and I mean, this is the concept behind it. I mean, the more people that are playing, the more people that are involved, the the better it is, right? So right. I, I think that, and especially because, and and I'd even notice this. Uh, I mean, this this week for for the golf uh, IPO, like it felt more competitive if it just felt like there were more people out there i don't know if it's now because uh, android's on the scene and those guys are coming into play it just felt which is great because then you know while that might um hinder my ability a bit in ipo for example from a personal just like selfish standpoint the in-game uh trading i feel like becomes awesome when you have just a bunch of people in there buying and selling shares of golfers at all times yeah you know what's funny is uh the people who have been playing for a while seem to call out either on Twitter or email like, Hey, was this IPO more expensive or were there more people in it? And it's funny when, when people have been in it and they sort of get a feel for how the market goes. Um, they're generally pretty accurate. So yeah, I mean, we've grown, our users have grown considerably since we started. I think our first uh, golf market had, I want to say 70 people in it or something. And, and we've been growing every, literally every single market. I mean, the masters was a, a nice high water mark for us, uh, but it's really been growing, growing week over week. And it's been, it's been super exciting. Um, we, we do have a system that will dynamically ratchet up more shares as we get more money in the IPO. So technically it shouldn't get more expensive because there's more supply mm -hmm. to meet the demand. Uh, but that said, if, if, you know, 
<laughs> if you have half your followers uh, playing jog market and you're recommending someone, generally <laughs> there's going to be more and more competition for it. But uh, you know, I've noticed that. I've noticed that they get, like during the live chat, I'm like, oh, this is an interesting. I have seen at times where I mentioned somebody and then I checked it back like 10 minutes later, and that guy was like three dollars more expensive. I'm like, I gotta yep, stop yeah. doing this. Uh, yeah, you gotta hold a couple in, a whole couple in your pocket to uh, to get done. <laughs> no, it's it's all good, and that's what's cool about you know. Uh, not having to fit underneath a salary cap, not having to like, it, you know, there, there, there is always a golfer at a price that interests right. you, or there is always a, an NFL player at a price. Right. I mean, if we say that there's a price for everything, right. You can get me to stand on my head for 12 straight hours. The pri- There's a price for that, for me to try to do that. Um, so I, I think that's super interesting. I do want to kind of get into some of the semantics of the game. Cause I, we've got your, we've got your expertise here and, you know, we can focus a little bit on golf, but we can, I want to also kind of focus on, on other sports, right? I mean, it's been, uh, I, I don't play, on DraftKings or on FanDuel or anything like that for the NFL, but I constantly find myself in IPO on jock market, like, Oh, Josh Allen, that's kind of interesting. Right. So I don't know what it's just like, it's, it's, it's fun. It's easy. You know, the barrier of entry is, is so small to get into. Um, So let's talk about some of the semantics here. So what we've been talking about is, is, is IPO. So, so Dave describe this, this is the, a period uh, before the event, the, the game starts where uh, it's, I don't want to call it a bidding free for all, but everyone can just kind of bid on which, which players or which stocks that they want. You can see the price move. And then um, those are being allocated at some point as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so for a golf tournament, um, like you mentioned, it, it's uh, so it starts at about two p.m. Eastern until nine p.m. Eastern the Wednesday before like the day before the golf tournament starts. For NFL, it's eight a.m. to noon before the Sunday event, and for any single game, it's generally for four or five hours before the game starts. So, every player in the event. Um, so for golf, we have every golfer in the field. For NFL, it's limited to the top uh, seventy or one hundred twenty, depending on the field, just to make sure there's enough enough interest in, in every, uh, in every player, which, which I like, I think that was very smart to do, by the way, the set, yeah. the set. So, and, and that will, that will grow over time as, as our user base grows. But, um, so every share of every player starts at a dollar, which is our minimum payout. So if they finish dead last, um, they pay out a dollar. Um, and then we start with a certain number of shares in every player. We don't necessarily expose that to people because very soon we're going to get to the point where there's the number of shares, uh, is more than any one person can afford. So it shouldn't matter. Um, how many shares there are, which I know I'm sure is a question you get a lot. It's a question you yes. get a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like I mentioned uh, before about the, the share ratcheting. So if we get more interest than we expected, we ratchet up the number of shares to make more available uh, to meet demand. Um, and they are available at the same IPO price. So if a, a current, you know, the price is $3 and then we ratchet in order to get more shares, you're still at whatever that price was. Um, so the prices are bid up by users. So the price will stay at a dollar until all shares are spoken for. Um, and we, the actual intricacies of the auction, we don't need to get into right now, but it's basically right. a, what's called a second price auction where you pay a penny more than the next guy who missed out on shares. Uh, let's talk, let's dive into that because yeah. that is one of the top two questions that I get on a regular basis. And it's also, so what I noticed is, first of all, when you experience your first IPO and you, and it's the final 15 minutes or 30 minutes, yeah. I mean, it's chaos. It's awesome. It's like the most fun time of, of my week. Uh, and there's a lot going on. You're constantly being outbid. So what, what I tell, uh, and, and correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong here, Dave, what I tell new players who are kind of dipping their toe into it for the first time is you don't have to bid you know, five cents more than what the current price is. I, I usually don't, right? So if I see a golfer who's currently priced at $3.50 and I really like him, I might put in a bid at 550 
$5.50, knowing that I'm only going to pay one cent more what than that final price. I, 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 I hearken this back to the old, when I was on eBay, like, you know, 15 yep. years ago, 20 years ago, and I put my proxy bid in, right, which is just my maximum bid, and it raises it for me. So I don't have to actually be present placing a bid every single second to the close of IPO. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think that a lot of people, especially their first couple of tournaments, they're going to end up doing that and say like, all right, the price is currently $2. I'll just put it in 201. But you know, the second, even the, even immediately as you put that in, you're probably outbid because right. somebody else price. already has a $3 bid in or something. Right. So, so I think what's important and we talked about this a little bit, but if you say, all right, this golfer, you know, his roughly his fair value rank is or final rank. I think he's going to finish like 50th place, 30th place, whatever that is. And you can see that in the app. Um, if you click on any player's face, um, you can scroll up and down and see what the relative pricing would be based on each final position and also in the valuations tab, um, in the app. Yes. Um, but I think what you said is, is something that a lot of people don't necessarily do where if you want to be active in the last hour and you want to put a, you know, only raise the bid by a couple cents and keep doing that, that's a great way to get some value. Um, but if you have certain golfers you're targeting that you really like, like you mentioned, put a higher bid in, um, and you, you most likely, unless you are the absolute lowest bidder. Uh, you're going to pay less than your sh- what you what you bid, right. and that money be- will be returned to you once the IPO ends. Yeah, and I and I find myself sometimes. I mean, there are just some whether it's you know a Sunday or a we- like I'm just not going to be around at the, in those right. final thirty minutes. So I'm going to put some bids in uh, and and make sure that I can at least be competitive if that price does go up. Um, one other thing, real quick, you mentioned the. Um, Oh, actually, before I forget, I have so much. I have so much to talk about, Dave. I hope that's okay. So, um, uh, quick strategy: turn your notifications on. Okay, you yeah. gotta turn your notifications on to tell you you've been outbid, and it takes like five seconds to go in and drop another bid on somebody. But I, for like the first two weeks. I didn't have the notifications on and I'd open it up later. And I'm like, Oh, how did I lose out on these guys? Uh, I'd much rather get the notification, open up the app, go in there and, and reallocate my, my funds uh, in the IPO phase. So that is in my opinion, like that's not even a strat. It's like the best tip I can give anybody is make sure your notifications are on. You can also, uh, I a hundred percent agree. Uh, you can also change which types of notifications you get within the app. So if you oh. only want to get outbid ones, you can get that. We also push one out for any major event. Um, so like the NFL main slate or, uh, you know, when the golf is like an hour or so before the IPO closes. So if you completely forgot or you're busy or whatever, you can hop in, place a couple of bids and, um, you know, we'll let you know. You mentioned fair value rank, and this is, this is part of the education process. This is part of the new terminology, right? There, there is already built in terminology for other, you know, daily fantasy sites. Now you are guys are innovating and there's now new terminology. So this very fair value rank and essentially what you were mentioning is you can click on a click on a golfer or an athlete i shouldn't just say just for golfers and and essentially you can see uh what their current price is kind of compare it to what they you know if they finished as the third highest scoring uh golfer for example what that payout would be and that goes into the strategy of if this if this price is worth it to you right yeah exactly i think that's that's the that's the key is is each final rank has a guaranteed payout. So think about where you expect this guy to finish, what the likelihood is he finishes above a certain rank or, um, or, you know, has a terrible, terrible game and, you know, finishes way down the bottom and, and what that, what those returns mean to you. Um, and, and that's just kind of, you know, determines how much you, you think you should be. Cause you could just say like, yeah, I want to buy shares of, of Bryson DeChambeau, like 
like, great, yeah, everybody wants shares of him, but there's a certain <laughs> price where, like you mentioned, there's a price for everything, but there's also a price where it's not worth it anymore, right? right? If he's going for 15 bucks and he has to finish in the top three to make you money, that's probably not worth it. So um, just really thinking about, yeah, the price to the value, the price you're paying right now to the value you're going to get paid out at the end. At the end of IPO, uh, all of those, the, the winning shares are allocated. The price, you know, if I had $5 as my, uh, as my max bid and, and the golfer goes for, you know, $3.51, that's where that, those, those shares are being allocated. And then we enter the, the live trading session of this. And, and Dave, this is why I feel, and, and, and other sports are great with this, especially, you know, football is good because, you, you know, there's, there's kind of different slates for it. But the, the natural cadence of golf, where kind of after each round, you can almost, that, that's when I go in, you know, I, I, I try to get a little frisky during uh, live trading and I'll sell Rory at the lo- wrong time at the masters and I'll blow that trying to get rid of Rory on Thursday. But I really do love the natural cadence of golf where, okay, after round one, let me check, let me check the prices. Let me see what's going on. Is there an opportunity to buy someone that I think might move up the leaderboard? Is there someone, is there an opportunity to sell somebody? I can do that after the second round. I can do it after the third round. Of course you can do it more frequently than that, Dave. I just kind of think that uh, the sport allows a a great natural pause, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I think even between holes, you know, the, the things can change so much. Um, Yeah. Actually, one of the, you asked about the original, like where this company started, where, um, so Tyler co-founder and I were at, the Deutsche Bank a few years back. I can't remember the exact year, but um, so this is the, the in Boston. So the, yeah. the final round was Ricky Fowler and Henrik Stenson were battling for the, the, the lead and Stenson was up by one. We're standing on the 16th green or just off the 16th green. Stenson hits his tee shot in the water, ends up making a double. Rory makes a par, or Ricky makes a par, takes the lead by one and goes on to win. But you imagine like the volatility right there. Like, of course, as you see, oh, Henrik just hit the ball in the water. Like he's now going from a $25 projected payout down to 20, maybe even worse, but that's, you know, a 20% swing. There's probably an opportunity to buy. There's probably an opportunity where someone like, Hey, thinks, I think, I think Stenson's going to bounce back from this, you know, whatever it is, buying low, sell high, like let the market decide. And like you mentioned, like if you own shares of Ricky right there, maybe someone would be willing to like pay 24 bucks, which right, you might right. be giving up a dollar of upside, but you're also locking in your, um, you know, your, your profit there. So, and even actually some of the best trades we've seen the highest ROI buys made in live trading, what we'll see is like, so someone will IPO, let's say for $4, then they get sold for $6, you know, halfway through their game or mm-hmm. you know, the, on, during the first round. So whoever bought them in IPO just made 50% profit. That's great. Right. But we've seen a lot of times that $6 guy, let's say he goes to 25. So the, this other person also forex this money. So not only, so you have two people making a profit. One person had a good reason to lock in a 50% profit. The other person wanted to take on this risk and forex their money. And, you know, now everyone's sharing in the upside. Um, so, you know, that's a win, you know, basically for both people. And that's what I love about, uh, you know, as the market gets more liquid, as more people are playing, you know, there, there is someone out there might be willing to, to buy when others aren't, or someone might be willing to sell when others aren't. It just, it just uh, presents so many cool opportunities to further enjoy the game. So what the, the numbers that you'll see in the lobby uh, are the bid and the ask, right? And that is, Maybe one of the, the the most difficult aspects for people to grasp what's going on there, right? So you have your their their current value, you have the bid, and then the ask price. Now that I finally have an expert to tell me what is going on, I'd like to hear your explanation. Um, and I'm sure you've probably rewritten this a hundred times on the website. Like like, how should we be using these numbers, and what do they actually mean? 
That's a great question. I actually had someone email me this morning asking that. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. I well practiced in it. So the bid price is the the highest offer, outstanding offer to buy shares of that player um, at the moment. So let's say you were talking about Rory McIlroy, right? Yep. You want to buy shares of him. Let's say, you know, Rick, you put in a buy for $5 a share. I come in and I put down $6 per share. Next to Rory, that number is going to update from five to six because that's the highest outstanding bid. So if I own shares of Ricky, or sorry, of Rory, I know that if I wanted to sell him immediately, there was an open offer right there to mm-hmm. buy him for $6. Yeah. So I could put in six and it would sell for that. I can put in a little less um, to see if I can, you know, maybe that $6 order wouldn't fill all my shares, something like that. But um, that's the right. number where okay. you wanted to sell it immediately there's someone willing to buy for that. For so that you price. could have someone who bids $6 and they're saying they're willing to buy five shares, but I have 10 shares of Rory and I could, I could fill five of those, but I would still be left with five other shares of Rory McIlroy. Yeah, exactly. So you don't know how many shares are outstanding, but once you place the bid um, or once you, you know, execute your sell, um, if there's a match, it'll fill immediately. You'll get notified and you'll be able to see how many how many shares are still outstanding from your order and you can cancel it. You can edit it. You can you know try again. So. so then the ask has to be the opposite side of this, which is, okay, I want to sell Rory McElroy and I'm willing to sell him for $7. And if you want to buy him, you know that you can go in and buy $7 shares of Rory McElroy right now. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So it's the lowest price, uh, lowest priced offer out there to sell shares um, immediately. So another thing you can do, let's say, you know, I don't think seven dollars is worth it. I'd rather pay six twenty-five. You can put a bid out there for six twenty-five, and then if the person who's trying to sell Rory is looking in the app, they can see. All right, well, I'm offering seven dollars at six twenty-five. Maybe we can. Maybe I'm willing to pay six twenty-five. Maybe I'll lower my my uh, ask um, and try to close that gap. And that's one of the things that, as we get more and more users, that will naturally, uh, you know, that bid ask spread will naturally shrink. There should right, be better right. and better liquidity. There's already pretty good. There's the amount of trading um, that happens right now is it's it's just constant. People are always in there trading, which is great, and that's what we want to see. And and it's really only going to improve uh, as we get more and more users. Yeah, I I've seen it. I mean, again, I I don't have access to the analytics. I just go off of what people send me messages in Slack or tweet me. And the me- I mean, I literally just got one. I mean, as we were recording this three minutes ago, someone tweeted me and said, "Thank you, dude, for the free jock market money. Just joined yesterday. I already think it's epic. After seeing how much fun the free contest was, it wasn't long before I deposited some real money, and I love getting some real money just for playing something I love. Like, could I yeah. could I have asked for a better testimonial <laughs> while we were recording this? No, it's great. It's really the, the response has been great. The, the conversation on Twitter where people sharing their, you know, should I buy or sell? How, you know, what do you guys think of my portfolio right now? Yeah, um, you know, it's, it's been really cool to see. And I guess that's kind of the okay. So again, we could do this for hours, but like yeah. the the idea that you're not necessarily playing against others, right? right. Is is okay. So I'll I'll go back. You know, the one of the reasons and one of the things that I think. I found a little bit of success with my YouTube channel and other things is, you know, when I came into daily fantasy sports, it was, um, it was very opaque. There was no transparency. No one wanted to give any tips to anyone. No one wanted to help anyone with strategy or anything like that, because in theory, you're playing against one another in this scenario. And you, and you drew a scenario earlier, Dave, where like two, two people could profit off of a trade or two people could find upside in a trade. You're not really playing against each other. You're kind of just 
you know, buying and selling shares of athletes during their game. So I feel like there's a natural, uh, you know, there, there's no reason to be secretive or to be super opaque. And, and, and I've been impressed with the transparency. And yeah, you're right. People showing, hey, here's, here's my portfolio. What do you think I should do? Should I buy? Should I hold? Should I sell? Like all that good stuff. It, it, it's, it feels like a much, I don't want to say better community, but better community. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I think what's been cool is we have, you know, there's only one event. I mean, there's the free contest you can play for, for no money or there's one cash market for golf. It's not like we have, you know, a $200 entry, $10 entry, $5,000 entry, whatever. Every, everything's different. We had people, this event, some someone put in over 4,500 bucks in the IPO. Okay. Someone put in, you know, a bunch of people put in, you know, a dollar or, you know, $3, you know, and everything in between. They're all in the same pool. They, you know, not everybody's going to make money because that's not how it works, but, uh, but it's not like, just because someone has all their analytics and their, you know, their data science, whatever they're doing on the back end, and you know, come up with their optimal lineups like they are on other sites, and they pick here the twenty golfers I'm targeting, right. and I come in and like I like, you know, whatever I like Dustin Johnson this week, I'm going to buy his share, right? Uh, everyone can make money, um, and you're not you're not really subject to the same constraints as everybody else. So uh, yeah, you play however you want. I love that. The cash market markets are awesome. I'm glad you mentioned the, the, the free contest. My, my buddy, Adam, who's, you know, a, a, a sports fan, but you know, he's not going to right. He's not going to run the numbers or anything like that. He got in on this. Uh, he's been only playing the free games. He sends me screenshots like every couple of weeks. He's like, Oh, now I'm up 200 bucks. Now I'm up 300. I'm like, yeah. dude, this is, this is phenomenal. So good. Good for you. Um, yeah. All right, Dave. So what is, I, I mean, what's next? I'm sure you, you get, I mean, you guys are, you know, just launched in what June this is, you guys are infants in, in this, mm-hmm. in this space. Um, yeah. I'm sure people talk about, uh, you know, being able to favorite athletes, keep a watch list. I'm sure people ask about shorting athletes. I mean, wh- where does jock market go from here? Yeah. So those two things are very high in our list. Um, especially as the field grows. So for a golf field, right, you're going through 150 golfers. It, it can be, it can be a lot to, to keep scrolling down and finding your guys. So that's, that's something we're actively working on. Um, and especially like, you know, for a figure like an NBA, you know, if you have 14 games in a night, we have even like seven or eight guys per team. That's your 250 plus players. Yeah. Real quick. So uh, it, that's on our list. Uh, also being able to filter like, like position and price and things like that. Um, it's all in the works. Um, on the training side, shorting is, is coming soon. Uh, I don't want to make any promises on timing, uh, but it's coming. Make a promise. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. You don't have to. <laughs> but that, but we're excited about that because, you know, in the real stock market, if you want it to short, your downside is technically infinite because a stock could go to a million or right. could go to infinitely high, right? Uh, whereas ours, you only, only go to 25. So right. all you'd have to put front is 25 minus the price. Um, and that'll, put, that'll help also squeeze the bid-esque spread as well. And should it help improve liquidity? Um, beyond that, um, those are the two main things I think we're working on right now. Uh, Android was a big one. If you had asked me like two weeks ago, getting that. Yeah, that was that was definitely <laughs> the number one question until two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the Google Play Store was not not friendly to us for whatever reason. It just it took a week to get any kind of response from them, and then we didn't respond and wait another week. Whatever. Anyway, that's done. Uh, the next thing I think also would be opening up a trading API for users who want to you know high frequency trade or programmatically trade and say like, you know, I have these X, Y, and Z rules. I'm willing to trade based on these. Um, and that way they're not gonna have any advantage over anybody else. It's just um, to provide better liquidity to the market. Just having more buyers and sellers in the market is just better for everybody. So uh, now, so I've, I've uh, participated obviously in, in, in golf contests. I've participated in NBA. I've participated in NFL. Is that where we're staying? Is that the core? Is there more sports or things coming? Or are we just going to stick with these? 
Yeah, no. So we're, we're planning to add baseball for uh, the spring for okay. sure. Uh, we're also talking about different formats. I don't want to promise anything, but you know, week long formats for baseball where, oh. um, you know, it just be your total score throughout the week. That way, um, if you have a good starting pitcher who has a, right. a big night, you know, you could have two good starts and really, you know, crush it. Um, and there'd be a lot of trading throughout the week with that, obviously. Um, so, those, so football, basketball, golf, um, baseball, we're also talking about hockey. We've talked about NASCAR, some other sports as well, just sort of based on inbound interest. So people are asking us all the time, Hey, can you add this? Can you add that? Um, just sort of weighing our, you know, obviously we're, we're, we're a tight team right now. So just making sure that we're, uh, you know, allocating our resources appropriately, but also wanting to, you know, provide a, a good product for people to use. So MLB is definitely coming. I think all the other sports are out there up for grabs. So if anyone listening wants to have a sport, you know, reach out, let me know. <laughs> we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get it added. You're going to give me a reason uh, to get back into baseball, aren't you? It's because uh, yeah, exactly, you know, yeah. I, and I feel like you know the more volatile the sport, I feel like is is also more fun, right? You get right. a you get a guy batting in in the eighth hole, uh, and he hits two homers. Like he's yeah. you know like come on, that that stock price is going to go is going right. to. You talk about the guy IPOs for like a dollar ten or something. All he has to do is hit one home run that week, maybe, and he you know yeah. doubles. Oh man, you're going to get me back into baseball now. Um, all right, Dave, any, anything, I mean, we, tr- I've tried to cover, you know, a little bit of concept, a little bit of strategy, a little bit about what's next. Maybe a, a lot of the common questions that I get, um, are we missing anything big here while, you know, while, while we're together to be able to talk through this? Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think what we just described about what's next, like what's on the horizon, you know, these next couple of months is going to be really exciting. So PGA is, is, uh, you know, starting for the new year, we'll have like a great PGA year and, um, once all the sports are back, um, hopefully more consistently and, and everything and more reliably, um, you know, just having markets that people can always join, always something to trade in or an IPO to bid on. You know, we're, we're, we're pretty close to that right now, especially, um, you know, once all the sports are live. So um, that's really what we're excited about. And, and you know, just improving liquidity, improving, improving trading, you know, giving people an opportunity, um, you know, while they're watching the games to have that in-game, you know, in-game entertainment, in-game excitement, um, you know, wherever you are. So. I did think of one thing. Uh, yeah. So, so available on uh, both the Apple, so the I, iPhone, and available on Android. What about our friends uh, north of the border in Canada? Can they play this, or anybody, uh, or anybody internationally? Not at the, so Canada, not at the time of recording. Uh, okay. They will soon. It's just some. Uh, basically, to go international is just a little more work on our back end to make sure, sure our payments provider, ID provider, is is set up. Um, so it's it's coming. It's just it's just it's it's on the list. Uh, other other countries besides Canada, so we've had a lot of people reach out to us from the UK, surprisingly a lot from New Zealand. Um, I, I honestly, haven't, we haven't looked into those yet, but they, you know, all that stuff is coming. Oh, one other thing too, uh, desktop version is coming oh. at some point early next year. Uh, I know that, you know, it, I think the core of the product is, you know, being able to watch on your phone. That's what a lot, how a lot of people will use it. I'm sure power users would, would certainly approve uh, or uh you know, would certainly would certainly love to have uh, the desktop for well. I selfishly would like to share my screen during like live chats or whatever, and yeah. be like, "All right, here we go." So that would be uh, that would be very yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's very exciting. Um, cool, Dave awesome. Eisman, Jock Market. Uh, you can download it on your iPhone. You can download it on Android. Join us. It is a heck of a lot of fun. And Dave, I appreciate the time. All right. Thanks so much, Rick.